Hola, and welcome to the Overly Animated Podcast, where we take animation usually seriously. But tonight on our first edition of Overly Animated After Dark, we're going to let our hair down a little bit and have more of a free-flowing conversation about an animated topic. Uh, like our ancestor podcast, the, the Drunk Minions podcast that you can also find on OverlyAnimated.com and our assorted feeds, this will probably include some not-safe-for-work-not language, so be warned. Uh, I'm your host, Alex Bonilla, and uh, today I'm joined by uh, Dylan Heisen, Sam Quattro, Beatrice Murad, Andy Potter, and Sarah Dolman. Say hi, everybody. Is that your Rango voice? Like- yeah, what is that? <laughs> like, Hello. What I-, I was expecting also- what? It's my After Dark voice, guys. <laughs> no, <laughs> don't stop, stop, stop doing yeah. it. I am going to say hi for ourselves. Like, yeah, say, say hi, everybody. Hello. Hello. <laughs> oh, okay. No one, no more Rango impressions. But yeah, we're all here. It's just too much. Hi, I'm Sam. Howdy, y'all. My name's Miss Beans. Oh. <laughs> uh, Beatrice, uh, yeah, Beatrice spoils it a little, but we're going to be talking about the animated classic Rango. Uh, you can find classic. more about this podcast at OverlyAnimated.com. You can also subscribe to our feed at iTunes at OverlyAnimated.com slash iTunes or on YouTube at OverlyAnimated.com slash YouTube, wherever you listen to us. So always feel free to leave us any reviews or comments. So we always appreciate that. But uh, yeah, today we're, we're talking about an animated film released in early 2011, a co-production between Paramount and Nickelodeon Pictures. This went on to win the only non-Disney Best Animated Feature Academy Award of the past 10 years, and I, I'm talking about the forgotten Gore Verbinski classic, Rango. The first uh, one that won that award was Shrek. Yes, the Shrek won. Early on in the category, there was a, a variety. We also had stuff like Spirited Away to win, Wallace and Gromit, but Rango is the last movie that was not made by Disney or Pixar to win the whole thing. So uh, Rango is an important piece of animation history, and I, for a long time, have had a special connection to it. This was one of my formative movies in terms of my style of humor, as well as my uh, just my general enjoyment of animated films. So I made people of the podcast watch it under the influence of various substances, whether that be beer or wine or uh, or chocolate or other <laughs> things. So um, here they are to give their takes on a movie that I, for a long time, loved. Um, watching it now, it's a different perspective, obviously. But um, we'll go around the room here. Um, we'll start with uh, Dylan, since he's usually the voice who greets you on the beginning of the podcast. So like, we'll at least give him second voice here. Uh, Dylan, what did you think about this experience watching the, uh, t- the timeless classic Rango? Yeah, uh, you said classic. According to whom is that? <laughs> is that a classic? You? Uh, according to animation historians. Uh, no, aren't, isn't that us? Aren't we supposed <laughs> to decide the- that? Theoretically, yes. But okay, well, well what I guess do you you're declaring that. So we just watched this all together. Um, yes. While yeah. most well, I, I guess drinking. I should have mentioned that as well. Yeah. yeah. It was quite the experience because this movie is very fucking weird <laughs> and uh, didn't really make sense in <laughs> in this setting. I missed most things that happened. Uh, and um, I mean, it was visually interesting. We frequently commented on the animals uh, appearances while we were while we were watching. Um, I was not really a fan of most of the characters or the plot. Um, I guess overall, I didn't like it, but this was not the optimal setting to view Rango. So I would not say this is an objective uh, take. 
I mean, being drunk yeah. is some. Sometimes it can be the optimal conditions for watching a film. Can so it? Like, would, would, like Alex, would, as our regular expert, would you describe that as the optimal conditions for this movie? Well, I think it might have been a little better if you were under hallucinogenic drugs. Yeah, I think it would I, I be better. That, yeah. Yeah. So like, I think that would have been a little better. But uh, also to mention something about the animation, like another key thing to point out is that this is the only film that Industrial Light and Magic, the, the group behind the special effects in Star Wars and the Terminator movies and a lot of other movies, uh, Pirates of the Caribbean. This is the only movie that they've ever done the animation on a feature film for. So like the uh, the entire thing was animated by them and they haven't done a movie since. So because of that the style of animation is fairly unique. It's not it, it's not a kind that you'll see very often in animation so that that certainly makes it stand out a little bit for better or for worse. Um, Beatrice, you're our film podcaster here at Over the Animated. You cover a lot of the more modern animated films. So what was your, your take on what we just watched here from seven years ago? It was basura. Um, say that as just, I don't know. Uh, okay. So it was, it, okay, I didn't watch it in the best conditions. I didn't drink throughout the film, but for me, I didn't, the sound, I didn't, hear quite well so i had to rely on the subtitles and it didn't really grab me um i i like the color scheme of the movie if that makes sense i enjoy i like how certain colors are vibrant certain were not like i liked that but you know there's just certain choices they made in terms of character design there were certain choices they made in terms of vocal direction that just didn't really like um and i just don't like when any type of latinx culture is used as a prop used as a backdrop and it was very evident that this film was written by by a white guy and it was annoying the random spanish was annoying and i just yeah so it was exactly what I expected this movie to be. <laughs> did Did you have expectations going into this movie at all? I mean, I was just like, okay, this is, this is probably going to be a ridiculous movie. Because I think I remember when it came out seven years ago, I think I remember it bombing. I remember it just not getting the critical acclaim. So I already going and I was like, okay, this was probably not going to be that great. Okay, interesting. Uh, actually, I did look this up. It did make it made less money than the the major animated movies of that year. It made less than Rio. It made less than Kung Fu Panda Two. It made less than Cars Two. It made less than Puss in Boots. But also, like this was made by a company that otherwise does not make large feature animation, right? Like this is this was yeah. Paramount's first time going out into animation before they spun off their own branch. Nickelodeon Pictures usually focuses on their own stuff, like the SpongeBob movie or the Hey Arnold movie. So like it, it's just a weird movie to analyze in terms of box office. It, it, compared to other movies, it opened to number one at the box office, but it had a really weak um, slate to compete with. It was opening against the Adjustment Bureau, that like dumb Matt Damon movie, okay. and Beastly, which had Vanessa Hudgens. Like you remember, remember when Vanessa you? Hudgens was a thing? Fun story. But, um, fun, fun. Beastly. Okay, can I 
Am I allowed like a very kind of slightly off topic anecdote? Sure. Well, 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 first, this movie had an eighty-seven percent on Rotten Tomatoes and, and it, won the Oscar. It won I would not, Oscar. I would not call it bombing by yeah, any exactly. respect. So, like yeah. compared to other animated movies, it didn't make as much money. But like in terms of critical consensus at the time, it was considered better than the other animated <laughs> movies of that year. So, like, it, it, but like obviously watching it separated, like just as as a movie in itself, as opposed to comparing with other movies, it's obviously very different, right? So like uh, um, yeah. we'll we'll go to Sam over here. Um, Sam, what what? Oh no! What, what what did you think about watching this movie? Oh my god! Okay, so here's the here's the disclaimer. I'm a really big lightweight, <laughs> and I've been drinking since like a half hour before we started the movie, like two two or three Good hours job, ago. Success. And um, so I'm at a point where I can't really remember. <laughs> Okay, so I remember saying that, okay, I fucking hated it, like, the whole way right. through. But I didn't, of course. I feel like Sober Me would be, like, more fair to this movie. Be like, oh, yeah, it had some clever moments, you know, the animal to Western thing was good. But then Drunk Me is just like, why the fuck do they have, like, a Pepto-Bismol bottle as an outhouse, but they have, like, mini shotguns? Like, where did they get that shit from? Um... I don't know. There was shit with like homophobic jokes that weren't funny because it was like 2011 and everybody's still like, gay. And it's like, <laughs> like, who fucking cares about that kind of shit anymore, dude? It's 2011. <laughs> anyway. Well, it, it's 2018 um, now, but like, you're, you're right. That back then, like, we should, we should have probably been a bit more, um, homophobia isn't fucking yeah, cool, yeah. even if you're goddamn like, or, Verzimski or whatever. No, yeah, that's a, that's a fair criticism. I'm making such a fool of myself. No, but, but that, that, that's right. a, that's a good perspective to have. Um. Anyway, um, this movie I didn't think it was that good. Okay. Uh, it had a lot of hashtag aesthetic things that were a plus. Right. But other than that, it was just like, oh, this guy, he's just like an outsider, and he's like the fucking sheriff of this town. He's gonna figure out all the woes and troubles of it and it's not good of that it's not it's not a good genre of that type of movie i would say all right um sarah um you were you were also here i don't <laughs> where, where, where are you drinking during this i, I already forgot but I, I i really didn't drink uh, okay. that much despite what anyone may say sure. i really didn't but i'm also like extremely tired um okay, that, 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 that's so another I... form of deprivation <laughs> of sensory uh, stuff so like... right right <laughs> Um, anyway, uh, this movie, I also, like, similar to Beatrice, I couldn't really hear it very well. I was mostly just watching it through the subtitles, and I feel like that's probably not the best way to watch this movie, um, because I just couldn't really feel like I was, like, experiencing it. Um, but, like, and, and, and when we started this movie, uh, about ten minutes in, I commented something like, this is just a whole bunch of nonsense, and it's, like, it was, like, really dramatic and nonsense, and, like, I normally really love nonsense, uh, but for some reason it just didn't really click with me in this movie, <laughs> and I don't know if it was just the way that, like, just the context in which we were watching it, but it just, it, it all felt like it, it, it just wasn't totally hitting, um, and I, but I do think that if I maybe was watching it and I was less tired and more trying to like pay attention to what was happening and maybe paying attention to the jokes, I would um, have enjoyed it a bit more. But it was still um, a very interesting experience to watch with everybody this evening. <laughs> 
Okay, so we, we've yeah. got we've got now mul- multiple um, mentions of aesthetic as a positive, but the the rest of the stuff is bad, which is uh, an appropriate opinion to have, I think. But uh, well, fi- finally, we'll go over to Andy. Um, hi, Andy. How are you? Uh, I hope you're doing well. I'm sorry. We obviously we have more than four people. Usually we have just four people, but today we have five. I hope you're doing well. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's been a while since we talked to Andy, since the beginning. It's already been like uh, t- 10 minutes or 25 minutes. Okay, just get, get Andy's Yeah, well, opinion. okay. Well, Andy, well, what do you think here? Oh. Andy, are you here? <laughs> oh, my God. I... My, hi. How are, how are hi. you? I'm not going to explain what happened, but I drank a little bit tonight. Not a lot, but I'm also recovering from What's kidney stones, so I'm in a lot of pain, or not a lot of pain now, but I'm, I'm a little out soon. of it. But um, but yeah. No, so I'm like fine. on, on this fine, present but... I gave you on your recovery to- from kidney stone, yeah. I, I allowed you to watch this film, Rango. Um, how, how, oh, you allowed? Yeah, how did how did you receive this gift? Um. So I was watching this movie. And I just kept thinking, this movie kept stepping into the realm of absurd, but not really fully committing to it. Like, I've talked about this before in other podcasts, that, like, if you're going to be absurd, you have to go all the way. You have to just... Because, like, this movie has a rattlesnake with a, where its rattle is a gun. Which is awesome. It's so stupid. <laughs> and, like, but, like... That's a good part of it. I wish the whole movie was like that, that absurd. But then we have other things that are just not as absurd. Like, they make... I, I don't know if I'm going to explain everything, but they have a real hawk in the movie. Like, it's just a hawk. Like, <laughs> there's nothing else But, but the about. hawk uses a vending machine. Isn't that, isn't that wacky? That was funny! But, but, but I was watching this movie, and I just, like, kept thinking of, like, other movies that are absurd, like, that I like better because they're absurd. Like, I was thinking about like Transformers. <laughs> <laughs> Transformers. Wait, the, 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 the Michael Bay version or the 1980s version? The, the 1980s okay. one. It has pop music. Like it has music just jumping in. Like this movie, it, it has it's absurdity. <laughs> it has people dying all over the place. It's completely absurd. It has Weird Al in it. They they fly out of a, the eyeball of a of a planet sized spaceship at one point, and they like. It's just completely absurd. This movie never reaches that absurdity. Oh, they say shit in that movie. It's PG. That's a weird movie. <laughs> well, like here they say hell like this, a lot, I guess. And it's just so. But at the same time, it's it's just so weirdly paced. Like I never bored at all during like a movie like Transformers. This movie, I was bored so much. Like I was just waiting for stuff to happen and nothing. And, and I think my favorite part of the movie is everything after Rattlesnake Jake kicks Brango out of the t- out of the town because it's at least stuff is moving forward. But before that, everything is just like I know where this is gonna go. Just can we get there, please? Right. Uh, okay. So I, I think consensus is that it wasn't that good, and I re- I respect that as, as an opinion because also me watching this. Like some some jokes don't age well, as as Beatrice mentioned that there are some some jokes, especially with like stereotyping. We, we've got the kind of uh, home homophobic stuff. You got stuff framing the Indian. Like I think Johnny Depp at some point says like your ingenuity. Like that that's such a hacky joke. That, like as a kid, I probably really enjoyed it, but like today, it's like ah 
grown. So, like, I get that. But at the same time, like, Andy, you mentioned that it doesn't go absurd enough. I think that from what other people have described, this is a very weird movie. So, like, in terms of weirdness, I think it it, it satisfies. Like, we're, we're going with a Johnny Depp character. Like, Johnny Depp in himself is a cartoon character. So, putting him in a cartoon is the best function that he, that he could do. Like, in real life, I don't buy him as a person. But as a weird lizard who's like thrown into a circumstance that he doesn't fit in like i buy johnny depp as that because he is a weirdo and rango is a weirdo and uh, all like the whole photorealisticness of the movie is just strange compared to the smoothness of stuff like pixar and dreamworks that that shakes you up i think this movie is very pretty and like the uh, at the end like it gets so surreal with like the walk there's like walking trees and there's like at the beginning there's a dream sequence where where a fish flies through the sky and stuff so and like all in between there's also this strange dialogue that's like mile a minute and obviously some of the jokes don't land, but I think some of the jokes are weird enough to land. Like there's a weird thing about like hemorrhoids being in a tortilla and stuff. Like I find really funny just because it's out of place. But like, And that's obviously a kind of humor that doesn't land with everybody. But for me, I, I think that it works just because it's just so so strange and so just, just not like a normal animated PG movie. And somehow they managed to fit it all into this into this bur- burrito so to speak uh, also speaking to like the his- hispanic what? stuff okay. like uh, i uh, i understand now that like some of some of this stuff is very st- very stereotyped uh, like to the point like alfred molina throwing out amigos a lot but at the same time as a kid i was like oh hey they're spanish in this movie cool and like i i wasn't i wouldn't have known any better at the time because that i wasn't i wasn't open enough to to other media that represents this much better but like at the same time i do enjoy just the whole setting of it just being in a desert and stuff but I think where this movie suffers, so we're rewatching, is the plot. Like, that that's just something. It's a Western, and Westerns in general are not. Um, there's not. Politically correct. Well, they're not politically correct, and there's not much room really to, to negotiate with them in terms of plot. Like, I feel like Western tropes are some of the most heavily hidden tropes of any genre. Like, uh, can, can anyone give me a Western that's unique? I, I, not on the spot well, like yeah, this. Not on the no. spot. Like, I, I'm just saying, like, we're working. All on New Vegas. Wasn't there, like, a movie with Will Smith that's, like, Cowboys versus Aliens well, Wild, or something? Wild West. <laughs> it was called Cowboys versus Aliens, and it wasn't well, good. Yeah, it was well, well, Cow- Cowboys versus Aliens is Harrison Ford, and Wild Wild West is Will Smith, and those are both very weird movies, I'll admit, because they're combined well, with sci-fi, right? So, like, that, that that's one could, way to do could, it. That's true. Could you make the argument that like Star Wars is like a Western in a way? It, 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 it is because like Han Solo. Mad Max Fury Road, that's kind of like a Western. No, no, Mad Max Fury Road is not uh, a Western. Uh, no, but you, you are you are working with like the, there's the way to make westerns interesting in this day and age is to combine them with other genres, right? Because like Star Wars employs western tropes and infuses them into sci-fi, and Mad Max does it into the post-apocalyptic setting, so that that makes it more interesting. But when you're going straight with the western, it it it, it works on so many things that have been done in so many movies, and that's maybe why animation has hasn't done westerns in a long time like there's this 
There's a Home on the Range from the early 2000s, like by Disney. And what? <laughs> you, does anybody remember Home on the, the Range? One with the cows? Yeah, like Roseanne. Uh, that was yeah. a bad. Right, and maybe that's, that, that, that's working towards the idea that maybe Westerns and animation just doesn't work, which is a possible theory. But I think this does as much as you can do with the Western genre as possible. <laughs> So is your is your is the issue that we're having here is that it's not really subverting anything? It's just very narratively like just a Western kind of movie. But I think that's fair because like Star Wars, like A New Hope, is a good movie despite being a very bare bones story. It's not like it's narrative, whatever. But this movie, it just it does like very basic narrative, but also is very boring at the same time. (laughs) I don't know what the problem. I I think it's also because even though, and I know that I mentioned like certain like in terms of like animation. It, it animates things well, you know, like the lighting's well, yeah. the colors chosen are well. But I think it's more in terms of the creativity with like the world. Like it's as if they tried so hard to make these animals mimic a Western that I would have much rather them just have made it with people because they didn't really necessarily do anything creative with the animals, if that makes any sense. But they, it, the anything, it was, was, it was so very, creative, though. The rattlesnake was really creative. Uh-huh. The one thing, the one creative... And what did you say? That you wanted more of it. The one creative thing that you liked. I'm saying, like, everything before that. Even, like... Even I think we're gonna get into that sequence, but the like the ride of the Valkyries or whatever sequence, like with the banjos, like that's not even creative either. That's a cliche. Of course they're gonna use banjos, even though despite the fact that banjos are necessary are just more country than they are western. So it's like sure, why not? Um, so that's what I mean. It's like they're even when I think the thing the reason is that the world building of this isn't that creative. When like they didn't go full into these animals and like. They, I guess they made them so human-like that, or tried desperately to make them so human-like that when they try, I guess they didn't get creative enough with the actual animalness of them. Like even like with certain characters, I didn't know what animal they were because they were under so much hair because they wanted to give them a mustache that they didn't necessarily need or a beard. So I'm just like, you know, I. I either would have preferred this as just if they're going to play it straight, I would have rather them had it be humans. And if they were going to do animals, I wanted to get them to get more wacky with the animals, I guess. Uh, I I think I think the character design is going to be one of the more unique and distinctive elements. Looking back on this, that's all we were talking about when we were watching. Yeah, it, so, no. I like, <laughs> so I feel like I feel like that's a success because it was so distinctive to us, even if we're like, why does this person have hair? You know, I think that's a good thing in the end. Yeah. And the, but then we also had but then like Beatrice was saying, we also had animals like that one fox secretary lady. It looked like someone out of Zootopia. Like some of these animals look really interesting and unique and some of them look like they look just stock standard anim- animated animals. I don't. They needed to pick something and go with it. They just didn't really pick anything. Definitely a hodgepodge of styles here in the character design, which I think was pretty interesting. Yeah, because also, yeah. like, comparing this to Zootopia, like, all the animals in Zootopia are under the Disney thing. Like, they're all so smooth yeah. and so, like, no edges. Like, this all feels very gritty. And so, like, I, I, even the fox, like, she looks cleaner than compared to the other animals. But if you put her side by side with a Zootopia character, there's no comparison, really, to me. 
But uh, I, I, I think another thing, uh, going back to what Beatrice said about world building, like I think that this the issue is more with the characters themselves than the setting because I think the setting is beautiful world building. Like it's a like all the the buildings in the background, the desert is used very beautifully, especially in the second half of the movie. But the characters themselves like don't like their actions don't really stand out. Their design does. But as characters, it's hard really to, to dig into them. And I, I guess we can start with Rango himself, because obviously he's the titular character here. Um, he's voiced by, by Johnny Depp, obviously. And so he's, uh, whatchamacallit, <laughs> uh, he, he, he's Johnny Depp basically as a cartoon character. He's very fast-talking, kind of like a, a, a very... Uh, what's the word? I, I'm, I'm, well, this, um, Sa- uh, Sam, uh, w- would you like to describe how, how you interpreted Rango as a character? All right, so he was sort of like a fish out of water, right? Okay. Except he was a chameleon. Um, he was like, oh, I'm this like privileged fucking chameleon who's like living in a fucking aquarium with a mannequin Barbie doll and all this other shit. And then he gets um, basically like uh, forced out into the desert, right? And then he's like, "Oh, I'm the new guy in town, and I'm so tough, and I'm the sheriff." When he's actually not, because he's just like this dude. I don't know. I don't. I'm not really a fan of Rango's character, to be honest. I think. It's well, I mean, he tough. also like sexually assaults people. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay, dude. We, we can talk about that. Um. So, so Johnny Depp in the modern day has been under several sexual assault allegations. <laughs> And so, yeah, that, and so that colors certain things in this in this um, movie where like he kisses uh, Beans, who is the female love interest here. Uh, at times, she uh, she is frozen and so doesn't have control. And Rango and like cuddles with her and kisses her, and it ends up looking very bad in this day and age. So like, and in any age really. So that that's not a great um, thing to come out of <laughs> to be the legacy of this movie. But also just uh, like his general quirkiness as a character. Does anybody else have any any thoughts or like uh, any can think of a reason why maybe he doesn't work as a character? Well, are we supposed to like Rango? That's my question. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> I think the issue is like his whole character is that he's like acting. He's like his whole thing is that he acts. He he escapes into acting to like find himself. But what that does is that. His character is so shallow; it's like empty. He yeah, he nothing. barely has a character, dude. Yeah, like, he's like, does nothing. he really? Does he really change at all by the end no, of the movie? He doesn't. <laughs> like, well, like, because he's, he's he wants to be like I don't know, like how I describe it is like he just he wants to be the protagonist, uh, the hero of some story, yeah. and then but like, but does he really learn anything along the way about himself? He just ends up, you know, saving the day or whatever by the end. Like, he ends up kind of getting yeah. what he wants. Yeah, because I think that uh, that whole spirit of the, the... By the way, there's a sequence uh, that he meets the spirit of the West who is in the form of Clint Eastwood as a human. It's like, uh, that's a, uh, a thing. But, like, in that in that sequence, it, the, they're trying to get across, right, that Rango has been doing this all for himself and that he should be doing it to help others. But that's not that's not really transmitted throughout the movie. I I don't think so. Like I I, I can understand like Rango. He begins wanting to be a hero. He ends becoming a hero. So like uh, the end, uh, he's just being rewarded for all his actions by the end of the thing. 
And that's uh, that doesn't feel great considering that he he's going through the whole liar revealed thing, where like he he he's gotten his lies through, but just because like okay, well now that I lied and everybody knows, well I gotta fulfill the thing anyway. So, so here 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 I'll just make this plan. So it's uh. Can I go back to something Sarah was sure, saying? Sure. Sure. Sarah, this Rango's like hot rod. Like that's all he is. <laughs> This is like, a Transformers reference, I think. Yeah, it is. It Dude, is. You're so fucking. I thought you were talking about Andy Samberg. Yeah, about the Andy Samberg hot rod. Me, I was like, I like Andy Samberg and hot rod a lot more than Rango here. <laughs> no, but Sarah, aren't I right? Like he's just a yes, piece of shit. Right. He's just a piece of shit. <laughs> he's terrible. Is is he supposed to be unsympathetic? Like I don't know. I don't understand. I, I think the I movie think is so. trying. Hot rod is supposed to be sympathetic in the movie, but he's, he's just bad. I think in he here this he killed off his prime. Okay, we no one understands the stupid Transformers movie. Okay, we're trying to get across this because we never will be able to share our yeah, Transformers. We understand podcast. that. Yeah, Sarah, Sarah gets what I'm doing now. Uh, but, uh, yeah, so Perango is a is a piece of shit. I, I guess we can we can go with that. Uh, that we also have Beans voiced by Isla Fisher. Um, she is the I guess she serves as the as the, the tough girl in town who ends up being the love interest of the main character. It's like in that sense, she's also fa- fairly shallow too as a character. Yeah, here's the here's the thing. I also don't like Beans, and this is the character <laughs> I should like because I always like this character, <laughs> the like tough tough female character. But she just I didn't think she had anything going for her. Like this was a pretty shallow character too. She has like a literal physical thing where she her agency is taken away, Dylan. Like yeah. all the time. It's what happens. Like five every five minutes she's in a scene, her agency is taken away by her stupid freezing thing. Yeah, but once she does it on her of her own accord, so that's oh yeah, great. once she does it of her own accord, yeah. she gets sexually assaulted. It's great. <laughs> I mean, I think I think the problem is that I don't buy none of these characters have meaningful relationships with each other. Even like the villains, like there's nothing there. There's no sense of loyalty. There's no sense of like, like. Had, like, I actually bought sort of, like, the relationship between Rango and Miss Beans. Had I actually bought the relationship between Rango and the little girl or animal that I can't quite place. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Voiced by Abigail Breslin is all I know how to to distinguish her. Like, I don't know. I just find it that there's just – I don't find a connection between any of these characters when there's no connection, then they're just standing there. I have no investment in them. But 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 Beatrice, the rattlesnake tipped his hat to Rango. Oh right, of course, of course. But no, that's what I mean. It's just there's there's just a kind of emptiness, and I feel like part of the reason why Rango isn't sympathetic, part of the reason why people like me and Dylan, who are supposed to love characters like Miss Beans or Bean, I don't know if it's singular or plural. <laughs> I, I think it's plural. Um, <laughs> Well, yeah, it's like these are the characters that we're supposed to, we naturally gravitate towards. And because there is nothing there, like there is nothing. Like, all I know about is that her dad died, but I don't even like show me a flashback or something of the guy. Well, uh, I, w- I, will, I will agree that like Beans kind of disappears for half the movie when the, we're going into the whole posse stuff. So by the time we get to the, the night scene where they're like uh, watching the moon or, or something and the, they like get that connection, you're like, well, what happened here? Because the last time we saw them, they were in the town together and they're like avoiding eye contact. 
Beans just joins the posse, and then like the posse is just its own thing. Like if nobody really stands out. They're all vessels for like the various jokes, which uh, I I think there are a couple of funny jokes in there. But you're doing that at the expense of developing any character for them because they're all just Western hicks, pretty much. So like, it, 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 Let, let's talk about uh, Rango and Beans while you're talking about that scene because uh, if we've not talked about it enough, that was. Yeah. I, I feel like this is one of the worst straight romances I've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> and they've seen a lot of bad ones. Um, there's just, I, there's like, no connection, and then they kiss. And earlier in the movie, we're like, if they kiss, this is going to be the worst thing ever, and they did nothing to improve it from that point. And then that scene was just gross. <laughs> um, and I don't get it. I don't get why, unless they're commenting on the um, female lead, male lead like type thing, which I don't really think they were doing, then I don't, I'm not sure why this was a good idea. Right. Uh, Sarah, do you have any thoughts on the Beans-Rango um, connection here? They didn't have a connection, Alex. There was none. <laughs> like, where, like, where did this romance come from? I don't understand. I don't relate. I can't get it. She was the only female character besides like Abigail Breslin. Oh, so, yeah, yeah should, should be they noted. Had to there's fucking yeah. Fucking get together, right? Should be noted. Most people are male in this movie. Yeah. Yeah. Um, exactly. As expected. Uh, I'm just gonna say there was no romance in Transformers, so I have nothing for this. <laughs> That's your only frame of reference, Andy. <laughs> Okay. I mean, there were there were no robots in this movie at all. So, like, how are you able to relate to anything? Well, no, the rattlesnake had a really cool like robot tail. I like that. Uh, okay, so rattlesnake Jake is the best character of this movie. Uh, I, I, I'm I'm willing to go out there. I, it's at least the best character design. That's like a hundred percent. But like, sure. also, he's a menacing villain. He like it, he Bill Nye does perfectly in delivering his lines. Like, uh, I'll take you straight to hell. Like it, it's a, it's a very it 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 jars you when you're watching the movie. Uh, I think that the, his design helps a lot, and also like the whole showdown scene at the end, I think is serviceable because of the of the fact that he's the one on the other side, uh, alongside Rango. So I, I think that Rattlesnake Jake is a very important part to like this movie being even watchable because uh, obviously you had to last for the entire. What do you mean even watchable? You love this movie. Well, I, I love this movie, but yeah, I'm saying Alex. for the other people, like even people who don't <laughs> like this movie, I think that most of them would enjoy Rattlesnake Jake regardless because I think that he's just a good example of what a villain is like. The mayor we'll talk about yeah, later, but like dope. Rattlesnake Jake is a good villain here. I think the mayor is fine. Um, the was, mayor he, has like no character though, dude. Yeah, I take no character over bad character. I don't know. Take, I think at least bad character means like they like thought about it a little bit, right? Okay, that's a fair point. I don't. He was. He was. I don't know. I guess he was obviously the villain the whole time. But also, um, there was like weird golf stuff with him. <laughs> I didn't get that. Yeah, golf. Like, what the fuck is that about? Dude? Oh, we also, the other mention golf. Can we mention like the other thing about the aesthetic of this movie? The scale of this movie is just. They can't pick anything. They can't pick anything for like the size oh. of anything. Like, pill bugs are too small. They're, they somehow have tiny guns and tiny bottles, but there's also giant pill boxes. Like, what the fuck? How does this work? Look, it, it, it all know. works according to like how they can do a joke out of it. So like, it, I'm fine with that. I don't really care about. That's such 
bullshit, though. Yeah. You know it. I mean, may- maybe I it is, but like, uh, I think that if, if if the movie was funny enough, then you wouldn't pay attention to it. But if you're not, but if you're not getting the the jokes, then obviously that bothers more because it's like, well, they're doing it for the purpose of the joke, but it's not being funny. So then, why do it at all? Why play with it at all? Just keep it straight. So I I think it matters a lot in execution, like the, the those those kind of uh, complaints for sure. But uh, um, uh, like I, I guess we can talk a little bit more about the mayor. I mean, he's a turtle. Um, <laughs> I I think his his introduction is interesting because uh, like they're playing it sort of like him being grateful to Rango for killing the hawk, but he's still doing the whole menace menacing tone of like, hey, you you control the water, you control everything. The the town needs something to believe in. But like it, it's so it's he's working a close in between into being. Um, like not on Rango's side, but like he's also not uh, not tipping his hand totally. The the one thing I don't like is that they put the ba- they show him with bad bills so early in the film. Like I, I think that that kind of just the th- it shows your audience that you don't trust them that much to pick it up later on in the in the golf scene. Like but, but as soon as you show that, you're like, okay, well he's gonna be a bad guy. But I think if you leave that out, he that that first scene might have gone past. Like okay, well he's like sort of okay uh, until you get later in the movie. But um, what 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 are your guys' opinions on the mayor? Um, Be- Beatrice, we'll we'll go to you here. I mean, I think it it was kind of a missed opportunity in terms of hyping up the drama, hyping up the sense of mystery, and hyping up like. Ooh, like who's the true bad guy behind all this? Because even like at the end, when like when when Rattlesnake Jake turns on him, it's I I don't know. I just I, I saw it coming. It wasn't that exciting. Like this plot wasn't that interesting. Whereas, for instance, with say again, I don't want to compare it to this to such to something that is drastically so much better. But Zootopia, the big twist with the villain, like for instance, like I I saw it coming, but. What what I loved was how the reactions were and how all this was happening and how even though the 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 impact the twist had on all the characters that I grew to love, so for me with it I just think with him just missed opportunity I think really it it was here you had you know something cliche something typical it's like the the politician the mayor who's actually behind who starts off as being overly accommodating ends up being the one going evil but even if it's even if it's cliche like it's better that than than to just be so upfront about it and then take out all the air all the drama all the tension out of the story okay um D- dylan you 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 seem to be sort of positive about uh, about the mayor what what are your thoughts on him or do you uh do you have any thoughts on him he's 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 fine um I think his uh, his voice acting was was pretty on point and reminded me of previous better villains <laughs> played by his voice actor. But he, I don't know, uh, he he did not uh, actively enrage me like the character Rango at at several points in the movie. So that's points in his favor. All right, all right. So um, I guess well, we've talked about the 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 main characters, and I guess we can go through the story if there if there is one. Like we're 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 introduced. Oh well, I. We're introduced to this movie by the singing owls, and I feel like you guys complained a lot more the, about the owls than I anticipated. Like, I, I think that they're just a. Fu- uh, uh, oh yeah, fuck those guys! They're, they're <laughs> such 
little assholes? Like, who cares, man? They're, they serve no point. Well, what's our verdict on the Oz? Because we were speculating that they were um, psychological manifestations of Rango and only Rango could see them. But then at several points, you guys were like, oh, other people can see them. So what do we what do we think happened in the end? I think the owls suck and it doesn't. <laughs> what? That's not that's not. <laughs> Alex, you're the Rango expert. Solve this mystery for us. I mean, I think they're real because like at the at, when Rango is leaving the town, they're like packing up their guitars like they're disappointed in Rango. Uh, oh, that, that could be Rango showing self self guilt or something like that. But I, I think that act is is kind of like well oh, we're we're leaving so, the, the movie because Rango failed or something. So so the owls are Rango's manifestation of his ability to be a hero. You're saying or some shit like that? Maybe like I I, I can I can buy the whole like they're, they're I just, just made that of... shit up on the spot. Don't don't agree with me. Yeah, I mean, a lot of this is made up on the spot. <laughs> A lot of interpretations about this movie. This movie gets very surreal at times. Like uh, also, there, there, there's the opening dream sequence. Uh, he, he's wandering through the desert. He falls asleep in a pipe, and he dreams of like the cactuses turning into rattlesnake tails. And there's his floating fish friend. Is like, where are your amigos now? Or like, just like hammering home that he's like totally alone and stuff. But like from the very beginning, it it like starts to nudge you into that surrealist stuff. It kind of abandons that for most of the movie. But then like in the last act, like it begins getting surreal again with like Rango walking through the desert. He's walking across the road with sad music. He gets taken by pill bugs. He meets a random John Clint Eastwood ghost person. Uh, there's there's walking trees. So like I I think you mentioned earlier uh, it's probably Andy that like it doesn't go all the way into surrealism. And I think that that is an interesting thing to think about. Like what if Rango the entire movie was like that, <laughs> where like we we weren't going for the whole anthropomorphic animals looking like humans and just like stayed in dream sequence mode for most of the movie like would this be more interesting to watch like dude could we just get rid of the story we could maybe we could but uh <laughs> right, I, I, like are you what's saying the like story i think you need to explain the story to me <laughs> yeah, yeah like the, <laughs> that's what we're stuck I, on Alex. i guess like, i guess the, the, the whole slight, slight yeah like the whole town missing water thing because that feels like that's occupying most of the middle of this movie we're hunting down the water but like what it's if- more than the middle it's more than the okay. middle. Yeah, I do. Yeah, I it's do the think beginning, the, middle, and a little bit of the okay. end. No, I think the beginning with Rango, like in the thing, and then crashing out of the thing in the car, and then like finding the town. I feel like uh, even though we made fun of it, that was ultimately more interesting to me than kind of this oh, yeah. cliched water plot line. Like that at least was like, what the fuck is this? You know, like that was yeah. kind of like had a, an air of mystery to it, and and the psychological vibe that was kind of complex. Yeah, I yeah. mean, I would have preferred like a movie of Rango just kind of trying to figure out how to survive in the desert coming from a very like safe environment to a very harsh environment and then having to figure it out and then making friends along the way and then somehow still pursuing his actor dreams and stuff and you know finding peace at home in the desert and maybe I don't know meeting like a wild chameleon and learning about his instincts and stuff like that to me would have been um 
more interesting movie. Is but by asking that, it's like by doing basically by doing away with all the western stuff and then doing a more completely different thing. Yeah, but I, I ask that because it does feel like two different genres. Because I think that when it goes into the surrealism, like it stops fault being the western, and that's where it it ends up uh, like avoiding the tropes. Like at least at least when it goes into surrealism, it's not stuff that's totally expected. It's more what the fuck is this? But that's a, a little better than like go going through the story for for fifty minutes and you're like, okay, well this is gonna happen, then this is gonna happen. Okay, he's been revealed. Now what? Like and so. Like that, but the little pieces where it kind of deviates from the whole Western stuff is where it, I I think that it has more potential to be interesting, but like I I just want to point those out because I do think that the surreal scenes, at least for me, like are, are very are interesting <laughs> at least. So I I I enjoy those portions, but um. The, the, there's also like a meta-ness to the beginning as well. Um, Rango is re- reciting this whole play thing. It's like the hero cannot exist in a vacuum. He needs an unexpected twist that pushes him into conflict and stuff. And that sort of gets touched on upon every so often in this movie too. Like uh, um, we mentioned the owls being sort of a fourth wall breaker. Um, also, I feel like Rango mentions that. Also, when he meets Beans, like he's mentioning stuff like, oh, my pseudonym and my avatar and things like that. So, like, I think that also if it dives into the meta-ness more, that might be at least a little bit more interesting, too. Um, yeah, I think I think for me, another part of the movie related to this that worked looking back is the bar, the bar scene where he gets his name, because even though we're like, oh, my God, <laughs> like, this is, yeah, for, for, for uh, reference, it, uh, for those who haven't watched it, it's Rango because he has a bottle that says Echo and Durango made in Durango, but he just covers his thumb on the do part. So it just says Rango. Yeah, that that scene is like him creating this confident identity. And I do think that's ultimately more interesting. Like him, he is like he's only on his own before and he has no sense of self and then kind of developing this fake sense of self, which I'm not sure we ever really comment on or hold him accountable for, honestly. But yeah, I do think that and previous scenes ended up being more interesting looking back. I I think that might have been the best scene in the movie, honestly, Dylan, which is really sad. Well, <laughs> which is really sad. well it's, a, it's also a, a, a particularly pretty scene like i think the lighting in that bar is very interesting yeah. that that's our first intro to the characters so like just seeing all of them all the side characters of, of dirt like seeing all the which weird there are animals. too many maybe there are too many but like i think that the effect of just seeing them all in this one tight place in the dark with like those creaky fan and stuff like that's all very uh like it it, it it, it it attracts the eye. The problem is that you're, you're seeing them too much later on in the movie where, like, the, it, we'd be better served focusing on other characters. But I think as background characters, like, it's an affecting scene. But, uh, yeah, also that, that scene does introducing to Rango finding his identity. And theoretically, that's a theme of this movie, except that we don't really get into that. So, um but he he is taken into into dirt. He uh, tell tells off this uh, bad Bill character who shows up for this one scene. I think uh, he's got like an Australian accent voice. Uh, he shoots fire at him. Did somebody say they were shipping him and Rango? I forget. Did somebody mention mm-hmm. that? And probably me. I don't remember who you're talking <laughs> about, but I probably said that. <laughs> they have fun interaction. Um, some uh, Rango shoots fire at him. Uh, um, then he slaps him with a towel. Like I thought, that was good phys- physical humor. 
Um, but they get into the showdown. The hawk shows up again. Um, there, there was a hawk scene earlier. I, I guess looking back on this, there probably are too many chase scenes. Like I, I think Beatrice, you've commented on this before in other animated movies that we kind of lean on the chase scene too much. How did you feel about like these chase scenes in this movie? I mean, for me, when it was him versus the the hawk, I was. I was entertained, and I think the the problem with this movie is that it's as the, the more the longer it goes on, the the more it loses me. So in the that first chase scene, or maybe I don't know if that's the first one, but that one to me is I guess the strongest of the chase scenes. And then it's that big major one again, the rise of the Valkyries one. To me, I was just completely removed from. I just didn't. By that point, the film had lost me. So even though I would like, my eyes would drift away from the screen, like in those moments, in those gaps where I wasn't looking at the movie, when I look back, like I still could, I wasn't lost. So to me, it wasn't time used effectively. It wasn't super like, oh, wait, what just happened with this chase sequence? It's like, where, how did they go, go from here to here? It wasn't really that. It was just a lot of like, it felt pretty monotonous. And given its placement in the, in the overall scheme of the film, that to me was like, that should have been the main chase sequence. And, you know, they do rely on them a lot, but that's more a problem with like a tendency that animation has in general than just with this film mm-hmm. and uh, you you mentioned the uh the like the the gorge scene so I, I guess we'll skip that since i think that there are a couple of opinions here about that but like basically there are these mole men who are being accused of uh of stealing the water from the bank um the leader is a voice by harry dean stanton and so the the posse shows up they do this whole like play scene thing um and they end up attracting the entire mole family. And so we have this whole chase scene that's kind of modeled after like uh, um, um, uh, ship scenes in Star Wars where they're going down into the gorge. But like it's the score to Rise of the Ride of the Valkyries, but like with banjos and like other country instruments, I suppose. Uh, Sam, do you remember this scene at all? <laughs> No, a little bit. Um, I don't know. Red is the backwards man. That's that's weird. Uh, I don't know, dude. It's just, I it's a lot. I think it would have been better, and Sarah might agree with me, if they played like a cheesy '80s like <laughs> pop song. Go during this away with the yeah. Transformers. <laughs> stop, stop trying like, to make this a stealth Transformers podcast. <laughs> like, <laughs> dare. Dare what a great song to play here. Uh, who, who are 80s country artists? Um, Dolly Parton, I guess. Yeah, Dolly Parton and like, what's his face? Uh, K- that guy she did the duet with? Uh, Kenny Rogers. Kenny Rogers. Yeah, uh, bro. I, I, they should have basically what they should have done is played Achy Breaky Heart throughout the entire season. <laughs> Islands in the Stream. Islands in the Stream. Well, yes, yes, yeah, yeah. I guess suppose. Uh, I don't know. As a, as a kid, I love this, <laughs> but like today, I get that it's hacky. Like it's a parody of many scenes that use the same music. So yeah, I get that now. For some, I, I remember really liking this scene when I was little. So this is um, 
an, an eye opener. But it, yeah, so that 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 whole scene happens, and to figure out that the nobody actually had the water, and so we get get the whole golf scene that somebody referenced earlier, where the mayor pretty much reveals like, "Hey, I, I'm not suspicious at all," but he actually is suspicious. And Rattlesnake Jake is called. Rattlesnake Jake pushes Rango out, and I think that as we mentioned before. This whole part where like Rango abandons the the whole dirtness, all the side characters, and he's just alone with his thoughts, like that ends up going back to the original theme of the movie, which is like him trying to find an identity for himself. And so I think that that's where the movie like should be focused, but loses its focus during the most of the movie. But at least in these final scenes, it tries to get back to that. Um, does anybody and, and but yeah yeah Randy it, it, the, the problem is that it doesn't really like even like pay off that that's the problem it doesn't explore it at all it it it, it starts to but then he just goes back to the same boring character he was when he goes saves the town there's no real growth yeah that was my point earlier he doesn't he doesn't yeah. feel like he's a different character like he's hot the end. He doesn't grow at all. Yeah, he he doesn't have much of a change in motivation, right? Because at the very like, it, it, it I that spirit of the of the West scene, like it tries to portray it as like he's been doing it only for himself, but that he should be doing it for other people. But like, I don't really get the sense that he's selfish per se in the in the first half of this movie. Like, he's more just kind of like trying to play along to avoid getting caught. But I don't know if that's selfish in itself or like. Uh, I, I don't I don't really get that that vibe from him in the beginning. So like it's kind of hard to make that connection with that the the final scene there where they're basically trying to lay it out for you. I mean I think the problem is that like you know if if we're trying to show that he actually cares about is doing it for other people, but like they weren't really able to really make show the relationships very effectively and make them more than anything just like really shallow. So like because they we weren't. <laughs> Articulating thoughts is a thing. Um, <laughs> but does this like movie the, the, articulate the, thoughts? <laughs> um, like so, like yeah, the relationships were pretty shallow. So how are you supposed to feel those connections that he had to the other characters in order to show that he cared about them and was doing it for them instead of himself? Right, right. So like because of this lack of character stuff, we we come down to the showdown, but it's kind of focused mainly just on the on the visuals as well. Like you got Rattlesnake Jake and his whole uh, rattliness. <laughs> um, uh, Rango shows up to save the day. Um, I I do like the scene where Rattlesnake Jake is th- is threatening beans in in the in the in the in the mayor's office just because I, I think that's another example like just all, all out villainous that I think that this kind of movie needs especially considering the grittiness that it's been trying to go through for the, most of the movie um, but Rango lures him out and uh, they have the fight uh, that the, he has wrangled up the mole people to be a distraction uh, the water shows up <laughs> And uh, and they eventually save the day, and the the movie is over. Uh, the, there's an extended and the theatrical ending of the movie is just like, hey, Rango saved the day. The extended ending is kind of like the them having a uh, lake town and like other the side characters are doing goofy. It's stuff. called Mud Town now yeah. instead of Dirt Town. Yeah, yeah, it's called Mud. Get now. it? Get it? <laughs> is it? Is it because dirt plus water equals mud? I think so. Wow. <laughs> 
OMG. Oh, I, I got it. Okay. The, the, the frog <laughs> says something about I'm, I'm urinating right now. They're like, uh, 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 once again, as a kid, this is a very good joke, but as an adult, this is like, wow. Prostate <laughs> joke already? Because that was something. I don't think we mentioned it specifically. We probably referenced it twice in this podcast. But yes, there are several out there jokes involving bodily functions, in, including the prostate joke, uh, and the doctor shows up like, who needs a checkup? And he sticks the glove on his finger. Uh, There's so- also a, a, a joke about plant, the plan B pill. Oh, yeah. yeah. That, I hated that. I, I, I wanted... That, that was, was my least favorite moment. <laughs> well, was it your least favorite just because of the joke or because it was juxtaposed with the final kiss? That bo- all, all, all of that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That was just fucking awful. Never bring it up again in your life. <laughs> okay. I, I have to again. admit that moment almost made me want to like just stop the movie. <laughs> I was so. Well, you you are about like ten minutes away, so at least you. Survived. I know that's the only thing that kept me watching. <laughs> you, you survived, but um, yeah. So I, I think we've covered most of the movies. Well, any, Alex, any... here's what here's here's what I want to know because we've we kind of had group think watching this all together, so we obviously came away not not particularly feeling it. But you know, we we had a similar shared experience, and you've had a different experience watching this, and you love the movies. So like, what what have we not talked about? I feel like that you really connect with in this. I don't like. I I feel like the dialogue when you're watching it alone. Like it, it there's so many. There's they're throwing so many jokes. Like in a group, I think the bad jokes stand out a lot more <laughs> because we point them out, right? So like when there are good jokes, they kind of just pass by because we're busy talking about the bad jokes. And I, I feel like there are good jokes in here, like especially like all the stuff that Rango says. Right now, I'm a bit under the influence to not really remember <laughs> like specific ones. But also, I think that just like watching this movie, like like looking at it, is just a, a different experience from watching other movies. Like it, at least to me, like I consider animation an art in a way. And like I think that it, in terms of just aesthetic, in terms of how the the characters look, how the setting looks, uh, how the de- the desert looks like it's all just very interesting to to watch. Like it, it it's a very art- artistic piece of uh, media, and I think that it's funny enough for me to like uh, to even today. Like I still I would still enjoy watching this on my own, but I do think at the same time, like when you're watching it in a group, it stands out more both the bad jokes and the fact that there's no story. So like <laughs> you're like you you. Uh, I I'm more maybe I have a lower threshold like I can survive having no story if the stuff is funny but like it stands out more when you're watching with other people so uh, at, at least the, I I think that's my thing like uh, Rango is a pretty movie for still like uh, I but it, it's maybe not as uh, funny as uh, I, I I remembered it to be watching it today. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, we're not the. This is not the definitive take group of uh, experts here, given the conditions Maybe of watching. Not. And also, like, <laughs> I, I'd like to think that I have a weirder sense of humor than most people. Like, I, I find some things funny that other people don't find funny, and I find things not funny that other people find funny a lot. So, like. Uh, maybe this is just a weird thing where like the humor clicks with a, a very mi- minority group of people i don't know like mm. but also like i have not watched rango with other people before so like maybe it's just me <laughs> i don't know <laughs> uh, 
but I will say, I will say about the art thing you talked about. Like we compared this to Zootopia a few times. Um, you know, both uh, furry movies. Um, and uh, this is wow. this is a uh, much more distinctive art style. Like this is so yeah. much better looking than Zootopia. I will say, oh, like it. Yeah, yeah, like uh, yeah, Zootopia is just uh, pretty homogenous looking, and this is uh, just so crazy and weird. And yeah, I can I can buy it even just on that level. It, it's such a weird movie overall because also like if if you look into the behind the scenes, like the the Gore Verbinski made these actors actually act out all the scenes with like costumes and everything, and like but not even using them for motion capture. Like he just animates the characters around them. So like it, it's it, and it's animated. Wait, wait, elaborate, elaborate on that. What do you, he didn't use the acted, they made him act it out, but not for motion capture for the voices. Yeah. Just for the voices. And for like wait, the characters. Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> the, the, the behind the scenes footage is wild, man. Like they show the play scene where like, the like Johnny Depp is in a dress and like, uh, all the what? <laughs> <laughs> they made Johnny Depp in a dress. <laughs> yes, they did. They did. Why did we see that? That's great. Yeah, man, I I want, and it it has a very school play vibe. Like, this is like what high schools would do in practice behind the stage, maybe. Did did they just. Did they just lie to Johnny Depp and tell him they were filming and they weren't? Yeah, this is a live action movie, Johnny Depp. (laughs) Uh, I mean, I I don't know. Um, uh, While I'm here. I'm mad at you that you didn't tell me this ahead of time. <laughs> that would have improved our experience, yeah, knowing that that happened. Just, just imagining Johnny Depp, like, walking yeah. through the desert or something? Yeah, yeah. I think so. Uh, well, I would have been like, the whole time. Well, well, I would have been like, they wanted him to get into character, so they just released him into the desert with no water for, like, a day. <laughs> uh, while we're here also uh, in, in watching the behind the scenes, I found that Isla Fisher was the one who suggested breast enhancements for beans, so blame her that she lo- has boobs, I guess. Um, well, how would that come up? Why would she? Wow, I didn't even Isla notice, Fisher. to be honest. I was too, yeah, I don't know if the right word the is eyes. mesmerized by her eyes, but like that was. Yeah, her, her <laughs> yeah. eyes are bad. <laughs> okay. Can I mention this? Like when, okay, so when people, when animation gets better, there's like Uncanny Valley stuff, right? Right. Well, movies like Zootopia, they don't look as good as this movie, but they don't hit that uncanny valley. And what happens is eyes are like the hardest thing to animate, but these char- these animals are very hyper-realistic and their eyes take up like 30 to 40 to almost 50% of face real estate. And I kind of like that. <laughs> they don't that- look it's, so- de- it's definitely intentional like i don't think they want these characters to look appealing like that's the crazy part well it, they don't feel it but it's like they they should have made them more gross they didn't go full, all the way i mean there there was a bird with an arrow through his eye and conjunctivitis like you want to say that the characters weren't dirty enough <sighs> like that was fucking cool i'll admit like that was some like real fucking shit right there it was by cupid the Why boobs would... on, like, the frogs and the lizards, though, not so much. I mean, let's also talk about this. This is a PG movie. There are hookers. They're smoking. They're, there's, a, there's a snake saying, go to hell. Um, like, it's kind of... And this goes to Gore Verbinski at the time. He, uh, he was like, hey, like, we should be making more adult animated movies. But, like, at the time, that wasn't really a thing that was being done in feature films. So it feels like this is the closest 
he was able to go before like getting to PG-13. Today, you would be more allowed to do something more over the edge, like something like Sausage Party or Anomalisa. Like those are. Oh yeah, we need more Sausage Party. Yeah, I, I'm trying to think of R-rated or PG-13. Better or worse than Sausage Party, Rango? Way better. Way better. <laughs> okay. it, Fuck Sausage Party. Fuck that movie. Okay, we have guaranteed that Sausage oh. Party is our next After Dark podcast. Thank you, Sam. Uh-huh. No. <laughs> Oh God! <laughs> uh, but yeah, so like it, 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 in the run up to like uh, promoting this movie, it feel it, he I get the sense that he wanted to make a more adult movie than this, but like this is the closest he was able to get. So I also want to put out like it w- would have making this movie more adult have helped it at all, or is that just something that like en- ends up not being helpful? I think that's the worst part of this movie, honestly. Like yeah, it just, I agree. It it doesn't help it at all. I w- like they need to work on the story before they work on their stupid jokes. Yeah, I think it's possible that the stuff that didn't land for us about the adultness themes would have landed better if they had more room with it. Yeah. Yeah, I I, I just know. wanted to point that out because it it, it 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 stands out like considering stuff like like the Disney and Pixar. Like at the time, like there was some controversy, especially about the smoking. Uh, like, ah, well, why is there smoking in a kid's movie? I'm like, but it's like a Western and stuff. What voice is that? Uh, it was a complaining father that apparently doesn't smoke. In the, in the, in the 50s? Uh, <laughs> I thought they smoked more then. Yeah, Dylan, did you know this movie was written in the 50s? And they're like, they found the script in like really a... could have Really could have been written in the 50s. I mean, the gender politics of the movie are straight out of the 50s, but I'm fine. Okay. I mean, it's it's a it's a Western, and the Western apparently has not adapted to the modern age. I, I, I think we can establish that. Uh, but yeah, I, in in the end, uh, Rango is a movie that I I well okay well I think that it is worth watching because just in, in terms of its uniqueness, and I think that it's possible that the humor will will land with some people, and like it's not I I think it's still a good movie, but um like would would you guys at I guess you probably wouldn't watch it again, but like would would you recommend it to <laughs> someone who hasn't watched it? Like, we'll, we'll go to Beatrice first here. Uh, I mean, it it depends on the person. I would, I, would, if, I would say if it's like a dude. Yeah, if it's, a, <laughs> <laughs> if, it's what, like, if it's a dude bro who wears a snapback, then I'd be like, sure, give it a go. <sighs> but um, I don't know. I just personally, I. I mean, I would, I would definitely give it to someone who, who say, is kind of bored of the current state of animation, where everything kind of looks the same, everything kind of animation style wise and stuff, and they're just kind of tired of the Pixar Disney equation. Um, I would recommend it just simply because, like, hey, here's something that looks different and actively want to look different, um, and actually was animated well, like had the budget of to compare with these other studio films. And could look and it looks great. Is visually something to look at, but um, but I also wouldn't recommend this to say a child. I wouldn't recommend <laughs> this for a family night because I don't know. Like honestly, like even like certain like I don't know. I just personally even like for instance certain if we if we're gonna focus on say like the gender politics and all that stuff. Like there are some. Disney movies of like way back when that gender politics wise aren't the greatest, but I'm like, well, at least those have historical value. Rango, the only thing that it has a value for me is just 
purely on the visuals, maybe on the voice acting a little bit, like the voice acting itself. Like, again, I couldn't really hear it, so I can't really base it on that. Um, but if it's as you say, like in terms of like what they had to do to get those performances out of those actors, then it's like, that's something new. That's something different. Let's see. Let's compare that. So I would comp- I would recommend this movie to someone who is in the industry, who wants to be an animator or who wants to be a voice director or whatever. Absolutely. It's not for me. I don't see this as like the most mainstream of movies. So to a mainstream audience, I wouldn't necessarily recommend it. Got the Oscar. How did it get that without <laughs> mainstream? Okay, appeal? I guess w- w- I mentioned that at the beginning. I guess we could talk about that real quick. So, uh, as I mentioned earlier, Rango is the last movie not made by Disney. Or what Pixar. was the competition? Yeah, well, let, let's read it out here. So we got a cat in Paris. I, I have not watched that. Uh, Chico- I have no idea what that is. Uh, Ch- it's a it's a foreign movie. The uh, Chico and Rita. Got it. Um, Another foreign one, yeah. Okay, now here are the two major uh, players: uh, uh, Puss in Boots, which, which I actually think is a good movie, actually. But like, I uh, have never seen it. Yeah, and Kung Fu Panda Two, which I think is the most mainstream. That is of these movies. not the strongest competition. So what, I can what see is, what, why why is Kung Fu Panda Two? Is that the one with the stupid crane? Yes, and, like, that the is game? Gary Oldman as the crane. <laughs> okay. So, like, considering that... Wait, no, no, not the crane, the duck. Is that the one with the duck? Well, uh, the, the, um, po- Poe's dad is a duck. Is that what you're thinking of? Okay, no, Maybe. stop getting into Kung Fu Panda. Okay, yeah. the, the point is, Kung Fu Panda 2, the villain is a is like a, a, a peacock. Oh, no, it's a oh, peacock. It's a peacock. Oh, that's what I'm thinking. Yeah, a yeah, peacock. Yeah, yeah, that's the it. peacock voiced by Gary Oldman. But, yeah. so, so considering that, and, and Disney's uh, entry that year was Cars 2, but that didn't get nominated. So. <laughs> that's really depressing. Okay, I have a hot take. <laughs> okay. I might have liked Cars 2 better than this Wow. Movie. Wow. That's yeah. a lot from Dylan I, I, to I, admit I, that. Cars 2 is fine. I don't hate Cars 2. Okay, uh, anyway. But, but, but uh, Kung Fu Panda, so would you also like it more than Kung Fu Panda? Cars 2 had the... I, I did see Kung Fu Panda 2. I do remember it, so I really can't comment at all <laughs> on Kung Fu Panda 2. Uh, Sam? Dude, Cars 2 had the Popemobile, right? <laughs> I, I, I think so, yes. I don't... Yeah, so Dylan, like, I don't know what the fuck you're thinking about. I only saw it in theaters, and this was 2011, so I might. It's, it's been a while. Money to see Cars two. <laughs> well, yes. Um, you traded. Okay, well, considering I haven't seen any of those other movies, I would say like you know, Rango is fine. Then, but you know, is what it is. Yeah, I'm gonna guess without having seen those foreign films that they were better than this. Probably, it's yeah. possible, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so, uh, but because, because of that year, like, Rango is going to stay in the record books, whether you like it or not, but, <laughs> um, like, I, I guess, is there something to be said for, like, movies? Well, well I guess we know why Disney dominates. It's, like, a, a, a company politics, so like, that they just have a more stronger hold on the Oscar voting than they used to, maybe, or things like that. I mean, you do. Yeah, so, like, I, I guess we can't really say anything about, like, should other studios have better chances at this than Rango? Like, is Rango really the last movie that we're going to go with? But uh, I, mean, but, I mean, if you look at it from, again, if you look at it from, a, like, a more optimistic perspective, like, Having that be the last one, I mean, it shows. It shows that, like, oh, the last movie to have to have been awarded something before Disney retook its kind of, like, chokehold on the Academy was the one that looks visually different, the one that was trying to not look pretty. 
you know, and was trying to just be its own style. And the one that was actually a hard PG and the one that got into a smoking controversy and, and the one that sure, maybe in terms of like political correctness, isn't the greatest, but the one that tried to do something different, you know? So it's like, sure. The story left something for me to be desired, but like looking at the things I like about the movie, just, I mean, it, it says something that, Oh, here's something that actually is different. And like we are and look how sad it is that the last time it was rewarded for being different and not being something that is predictable from Disney. I'm just I'm I'm kind of over Disney animation at the moment and Pixar because I just don't like the monopoly they have created. So, you know. Yeah, I, I, no I think way. it's I think it's more than them in terms of the visual homogeny. It's like every yeah. single major animation release these years. Like this, the Rango is so much more visually distinct than almost anything released in the past yeah. past five years in an yeah. animation slate. Like so even in that Dreamworks regard, it's like it. yeah, no DreamWorks. I don't know. I mean, uh, Blue, all these Blue Sony, Sky, like uh, Blue Sky, yeah, yeah. Illumination. They they all really do look very similar. So I think there is a satisfactory element to Rango. That being said, the Oscar Best Picture winner is All Politics. It's not like yeah. represented. So I think Rango probably won because Johnny Depp. Like, I don't think it was um, any really any major factor. The nominations are more um, uh, uh, more representative of quality, although that has gone away in with the rule change in recent years. So, yeah, I I think that's going to conclude our discussion for Rango for tonight. Uh, Thank you very much. Oh, for tonight? We're going to talk about this again? (laughs) Join Um, us on Discord to talk about this. Alex will never stop talking about this movie. Okay, that's a good point. I mean, after tonight, you you guys have made me think. So I'll I'll, I'll maybe maybe I'll tamp down. I don't, I don't know, but like, but I, I think we've I, I've at least settled on the consensus that it's a pretty movie that maybe is lacking in other parts. But like, at, at least I can still live with the fact that it's pretty, <laughs> and maybe that some 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 days that's all I need. Maybe, but uh, deep. Yeah, I don't. No, it's not deep at all. Shut, shut up, Philip. <laughs> Alex, can I just say, like, it's okay for you to like this movie. Like, don't apologize for Uh, liking it. Like, embrace your joy of it. If it brings you joy, that's a good thing. Yeah, I mean, in the future, I'll probably forget about... I'm drunk anyway, so, like, in the future, I'll probably forget about this ever happened, but, like... (laughs) (laughs) You're gonna wake Alex, you're gonna wake up tomorrow, like, edit this and be like, whoa... People didn't like this movie. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but hey, if if you're listening out there and you've watched this movie or you decided to watch it based on our glowing recommendations here, uh, let us know. As Beatrice mentioned on Discord, uh, we have at overtheanimated.com slash Discord. You can chat with us about animated movies or any other animated topic you want to talk with us about there. You can also find previous discussions that we've had on animated shows and films at overtheanimated.com. If you've listened this far, it's most likely that you would uh, you like our work in general, and you know, we we would always appreciate any financial support you want to give us in that case uh, on Patreon at Patreon.com/slash Really Animated. Uh, thanks to all of our patrons, especially our patron of the podcast, Taylor, aka Needle. Um, ah, that's hi. appropriate. Uh, hi, hi, Needle. I I hope you. He's the only this. one that's still listening. So. <laughs> <laughs> Needle, watch Transformers. <laughs> Don't tell him that. So that that's Everybody watch Transformers. Better, Dylan? See, if no, you, worse. If, <laughs> if you become a patron of the podcast, maybe you too can get personal recommendations at the end of podcasts. So jo- join up, please. And uh, that th- thanks to our Patreon executive producers, John Ryan, Stephen Hugh. 
besides these After Dark podcasts, we we actually do do serious podcasts on like animated movies. Uh, we we really? you you can go find our Incredibles two uh, podcast from earlier this year, um, as well as animated programs. Uh, we have we cover stuff from Cartoon Network, Nickelodeon. Uh, so uh, you, you feel free to look through over the animated.com to look at some of our more analytical work. Although I think we did a good job today with here with Rango, even under the influence of uh, ver- various liquids. So uh, that th- th- thank you guys. Th- thank you Sam. Thank various you Beatrice. Liquids. Thank you Andy. Thank You're you welcome. Dylan. Thank you Sarah. Uh, uh, Sarah, how are you by the way? I'm sorry. How am I? <laughs> are, are you are you doing okay? I'm doing just fine. Okay. Well, I'll, we'll give you the final word. Well, what, what what do you think about Rango? <laughs> I mean, I, I, I didn't wake up today. It's my birthday. And I was like, I did not wake up today. Like, I'm going to watch Rango today. <laughs> and I, so it was definitely not something that I had anticipated. It was, it was, uh, all I can say, it was an experience. Um, Sarah, and... Sarah, hot seat. Is it better or worse than Transformers? <laughs> Stop transferring. Uh, you know what? We'll, we'll end it with that. The poster says, Sarah, it was an experience. There you go. Yeah. That's, also, that's Alex Rango does, in that Alex show. does wake up on his birthday and say, I'm going to watch Rango. So. <laughs> that is 100%. It's Alex's birthday, birthday and his fucking favorite movie. Shut up. <laughs> that it's is his life. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I would say the, the, the experience was really watching it with everybody and, and, um, you know all of our various takes on it, uh, but the movie also had <laughs> some, some interesting um, aspects as well. The movie was interesting, according to Sarah. There we go. That's our final take. Thank you very much for listening, guys. Adios. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Goodbye, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> what? I'm so sorry. Nice.